Welcome to Down in the Den, the best place for movies, video games, pop culture, pro wrestling, and pretty much everything cool under the sun. I'm your host, Mars, and today we're going to do a very, very special episode. Um, yes, we're still going to continue our TENS uh, series. It's not going to stop, but I don't also want to delay when there's some awesome contact content out there and that's the cool thing about having your own podcast you can do the episodes whenever you want so i hope you guys enjoy the content it's going to be a brief episode but it's been something that's kind of been on my mind and uh as a huge 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 mcu fan and i've watched these last three phases go off and in retrospect it looks like it's gone off without a hitch but Going back, there were definitely some hitches uh, in the MCU from 08 to uh, its current phase. But this episode is, is the MCU in trouble? And it doesn't seem like a legitimate question. It seems like a joke. The uh, MCU has been a juggernaut, no pun intended, since it's really, uh, since 2012. I mean, there were some, some questions along the way with the Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2 wasn't... Uh, as loved as we have wanted. Um, but it seems when you look at them pulling off Affinity War, pulling off Endgame, pulling off Captain America Civil War and, and Winter Soldier for that matter, it seems like the MCU has gone without a hitch. But really, all along the way, since step one, there's been issues. Uh, looking at the casting of Robert Downey Jr., the studios did not want to touch Robert Downey Jr. at the time. He was very toxic uh, due to issues with the law. And uh, the man himself, Kevin Feige, says no, no RDJ, no MCU. So that was an issue. And then right with Iron Man 2, you had issues with... Um, you had to recast Rhodey. We had Terrence Howard originally cast in the role. And what a lot of people don't know, at the time of uh, Iron Man 1, Terrence Howard was really uh, the bigger star of the two, even though I would say Robert Downey Jr. is by far a more accomplished and more established actor. At the time, Terrence Howard was coming off of a lot of blockbusters. And really, Iron Man was a backdoor vehicle to his own if everything would have went along uh, the way it was originally designed, would have been a backdoor uh, War Machine uh, movie. It would have been a backdoor intro to the War Machine movie. But there were issues with him and Favreau. If you look at the old DVD or even go on Disney Plus and look at Iron Man, most of the scenes that ended up on the cutting room floor, floor of Iron Man 1 were scenes with Terrence Howard. So they notoriously didn't get along. And then Terrence Howard says it was a money thing. He said Robert Downey Jr. took all the money. And uh, we'll never know. Um, You know, probably a combination of the two. Uh, Ego, director, money was probably a a combination of the two. Because at the time, MCU was also incredibly cheap. Uh, The Ike promoters of the world were uh, really had a lot more control than Kevin Feige. So they were incredibly cheap. So I, I could see money definitely be an issue. But right there, uh, you have a recasting. And then one of the original uh, Avengers, you have another recasting with the Incredible Hulk. When you, you know, we've spoken about this before, but originally you had um, a more, it's, 
I wouldn't say established, but uh, at the time, Edward Norton was, was probably a little bit hotter uh, than who he was ultimately replaced with uh, at, in the role of Incredible Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. But, uh, you know, everyone has love what Mark Ruffalo has done, and I really couldn't imagine anyone else in the role at this time. But you, you had an issue there with a replacement. Directors, at, for a long time, uh, there wasn't a director to finish a trilogy. James Gunn, I believe, might be the first one. Yeah, John Favreau did the first two Iron Men, and then he eventually stepped down. You had uh, the first two Avengers were done by Josh Whedon, and then he stepped down. You look at Thor, uh, Captain America, all had different directors from the first one to the end. Um, and I believe Guardians of the Galaxy will be the only trilogy that they've had to keep the same director. Uh, Ant-Man, notorious for production issues, uh, as well as losing their director for quote-unquote creative differences. And so from the jump, there were issues, and, and it's amazing. There were many times that any of these moves, the whole MCU could have fallen apart, but Kevin Feige really did everything in his power. And then eventually he was able to take the majority power. And now he's the man at Marvel. He is the end all be all besides the CEO of Disney himself. There is no creative committee anymore. There is uh, no Ike Promoter that he has to go to. It is Marvel. And it's not only on the MCU. Uh, it's also on the TV. There was a lot of questions when the TV shows agents of shield and art agent Carter, and then the Netflix shows come up all all connected. Is it? Isn't? A lot of people say, oh, yeah, of course it is. We saw Samuel Jackson. There was crossover in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, there, there's been some crossover in Agent Carter with uh, the guy that played Jarvis. But no, it's clear the TV is not connected. Now, you would see, especially for anything, the Netflix. Uh, the Netflix shows... As much as I love the majority of them, I love Daredevil, love uh, the first season of Luke Cage, uh, love the first season of Jessica Jones, uh, like The Punisher, it was all right. I love the casting of The Punisher, but the show itself, it was just all right to me. Despised Iron Fist, uh, wasn't really a fan of the last two seasons of Jessica uh, Jones, especially the second season, it wasn't uh, too memorable. But the Netflix show, The Defenders, was underwhelming, uh, to say the least. But the Netflix shows were never connected. Um, there were some small elements where an actor that played the news, and of course they would say, you know, the big green guy or the incident, they would refer it. But they were never connected. They didn't have the same feel as the MCU. They didn't have the same look as the MCU. And I think there were some great, great choices uh, as far as casting is done. And I would love to see a lot of these characters come back. And I've heard rumors that, you know, some will be coming back, some won't be. I personally don't feel any of those characters will be coming back because it would just be too confusing. And may maybe uh, I'm underestimating the audience as a whole, but I feel it could be too confusing. It can be done. It could definitely be done. And if anyone could do it, it's Kevin Feige. Um, but I personally don't feel any of them will be coming back, although there's rumors that 
Uh, Charlie Cox will be coming back as Daredevil. He was a great Daredevil, by the way. And there's uh, rumors that Christian Ritter will be coming back as Jessica Jones, but then everyone else will be cast away. Uh, and even John Barenthal as the Punisher may be coming back, but they'll definitely be recasting uh, Danny Rand and definitely be recasting Luke Cage. And they were probably two weakest as far as casting is concerned. So I'm totally fine with that. But no, it it hasn't been connected. It Marvel doesn't make a lot of continuity mistakes and the few continuity mistakes they have made, they've been able to retcon it pretty well. Uh for, you know, pretty soon in fact the only mistakes that I can really think of that are glaring are from the Sony side of things with the date and uh, the first Spider-Man movie, the the date with the years and Avengers didn't really match up. But for the most part, they've been pretty successful in navigating the tricky uh, realm of continuity when you have 22, 23 films that are weaved together into really one seamless story. If you really look back from it, 2008 into 2019 with uh, the Endgame movie, it's really a huge weaved interacting arc starting with Iron Man and they've done a a very 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 good job but I have some trepidation trepidation for uh, phase four Uh, number one this is gonna be the first phase without an Avengers movie so far now things of course could change and uh, you know things have already changed but no Avengers movie and we don't really have a lot of the established stars. Uh, this is going to be the face, first phase without a lot of the established stars that have really spearheaded the first three phases. And now we have director issues. Uh, I, we hadn't really seen director issues really since uh, Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man. Marvel's been pretty successful in keeping the directors happy and finding the right matches for uh the films and and uh we've seen them be able to keep Watts with Spider-Man, be able to keep Peyton Reed with Ant-Man, uh Takawahiti's on board, James Gunn uh was on and off and now on again, but for the most part and then of course the Russo brothers. So really since Ant-Man, Marvel has been uh really good at finding the right directors for the particular films and keeping the directors happy happy and letting letting them complete their arts and now we have news that well scott derrickson who helmed dr strange and who's really known for his horror film and his horror pedigree uh was going to be stepping aside due to the classic creative differences for dr strange that news was shocking to me i felt scott derrickson although dr strange itself the first movie um, was okay. It was just an origin story, and I've actually liked the Marvel animated or- origin story a little bit better. But it was fine for what it is. But I really grew to uh, like the character with his appearance in Thor Ragnarok, his appearance in the uh, Avenger Affinity War, Avenger Infinity Endgame, where you really got to see him as full-fledged Sorcerer Supreme. I was really excited about this. And then with the whole multiverse theme, there's so much that can be done with that. And and then Kevin Feige said, well, Loki is going to tie in directly to this. And 
WandaVision is going to tie directly into this. And WandaVision has been moved up for this year instead of 2021. I was super excited. It seemed like everything was going great. And then the classic creative differences were losing a director. Pretty, I don't know how early they're on in production, but I know they have a little over a year uh, for the release date. So I would imagine they're pretty deep in production. Now, could it truly be creative differences? Most cases, I would say, no, it's BS. Somebody was fired. But I could totally see Kevin Feige really wanting to use this movie and its multiverse concept to set up the entire future MCU, Phase 5. They could use this to bring in the X-Men with the multiverse. You can use it to have certain identities erased, i.e. Spider-Man. and There's so many things that they could do with the multiverse. And I know that Scott Erickson or Derrickson uh, was looking more for more horror vibe. He had signed on for being a horror vibe. And this has happened to John Favreau. He hated having to cram all of the shield things into uh, Iron Man 2, which made the movie feel a little overstuffed. Uh, and then I could see Scott Derrickson stepping away and say, hey, this is no longer my vision. This is what my vision. I wanted a very intimate, contained movie, horror movie that's focusing on the multiverse and nightmares rumored to be a villain. And of course, I'm sure Baron uh, uh, Cordo uh, Cord- uh, be coming back. Uh, Baron, I, I forgot his name, but uh, uh, the Baron will be coming back. So you have a lot of elements that are already in place from the first movie and a lot of threats that need to be answered. And now you're putting on their responsibility to maybe introduce mutant kind, maybe introduce uh Wandaverse and have something of some version of uh the the mutants no more or the uh, House of M saga. I could see them trying to combine those elements and Scott Derrickson not being interested. So it it I have no fear that the movie is still going to be a good movie because we know it's going to be Kevin Feige's vision and ultimately if you're a director in the MCU you know that there's going to be some elements because this is essentially like a comic book job a overpaid overinflated comic book job you're going to be responsible for writing your story but you can't kill off a major character or do something that may hinder what the overarching story you can't just kill superman off for the whole universe you you don't have that autonomy and so a director like that who's really been allowed to do his own thing and have his own vision and have him told no we need to use your movie as a vehicle to introduce other characters or other uh storylines i could see him stepping away so i i do believe in this situation it wasn't the BS Hollywood answer creative differences. I, I really feel there's creative differences, and I hope they find a really good director. I've been heard that there's a uh, lot of desire for Sam Ramy to get another chance because this is really his area expertise, horror with the Evil Dead series, and I would love to see his aesthetic in a Doctor Strange movie. I feel he would knock it out the park, but for his big comeback movie or to superheroes and big comeback movie really does he really want to be
be the cleaner upper. Uh, a lot of bad things can happen when you have a movie that far in production and you have uh, another director's print and vision. Uh, you can look at Justice League as a perfect example where you end up with this Frankenstein version of a movie that nobody wanted to see because you're trying to take pieces of another person's puzzle and put it in yours and it just doesn't work. Uh, we've seen it with the Batman where you pretty much delay the movie and have a whole different version and approach and the only thing staying is the title because you have to be able to come in with your own story, your own vision, your own view. Uh, another movie that uh, really suffered besides Justice League from a different director coming in right in the middle uh, of the movie. And I can't think of any right now, but there's a ton that suffer from that. So I could see them not wanting to go that route. But now the breaking news is that Hawkeye has been removed from the schedule indefinitely. And I always thought Hawkeye, his arc is done. He's come out of retirement. He's rescued his family. It makes no sense whatsoever after what happened in the Avengers movies that he would want to come back for anything whatsoever to do with this uh, universe. Wouldn't make sense. So I always thought his arc was done. He's lost his best friend. He got his family back. He's older. You know, what's his purpose at this point in the Marvel Universe? And of course, it was okay to train Kate Bishop. Obviously, we see the breadcrumbs being laid for Young Adventures movie. So perfect. This is great. But then all of the accusations came forth. And that's the problem. Disney didn't just drop him like they did. Um, like they did uh, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn, when the accusations and issues came forward. I think they learned from that. They're smarter than that. But by saying, hey, we're just going to move this off the schedule indefinitely, maybe they hear something that they don't feel will be good. Or is it really, do we really need Jeremy Renner in this role with all this drama? And will... The Marvel Universe has set that just taking their big uh, character that, you know, we we aren't stockholders. We want to see our characters. We don't like casting changes, especially for a character like this that's so really so much involved in the Avengers universe. And it would be nice. But is it worth the risk, especially for a Disney Plus series, do we really need this? We could really introduce Kate Bishop in a flashback. You know, I was trained by uh, by uh, the original Hawkeye before he was kidnapped. Whatever, you know, the, the creative writer. So is the MCU in trouble? Is Phase 4 in trouble? We're seeing a little bit of fluctuation that was a little nervous. And then, of course, uh, the big leak. And I always thought negotiations were ongoing with Spider-Man, but over the summer... When Spider-Man briefly left the MCU. So there's a lot of concern that got out. Now we have the director now with the the Hawkeye series being uh, delayed. There's some issues there. There's some potential issues there. 
And finally, probably my largest concern is the fact that it looks like they're actually still moving forward with releasing the new mutants. Now, of course, it's going to be under the Fox banner, but the true MCU fans already know Fox is a part of Disney. So it, it the fact that they're actually still going to release this, and I thought it was going to be legitimately released on Disney Plus or Hulu or, or if they were going to go some, that route or FX. But maybe they feel that there's something in there good enough where they can maybe get some money back. And if that's the case, more power to them. And they can clearly say, hey, this is not MCU. But it's going to cause some confusion that they're still releasing this under the Disney banner, even though it still says Fox on the production. Everyone knows this is now under the Disney regime. And a lot of people are going to say, hey, there's some characters here that we would like to see in the MCU. And now we're really not going to get a proper opportunity if they're going to release them here. Now, of course, with so much under the Disney umbrella right now, they can afford to not show a character for 10 years. And they have so many avenues now with the Disney Plus. But I'm starting to feel that perhaps making the Disney Plus a part of the MCU may be a bit too ambitious. And this is a lot coming from a studio who has done something that's never been done before. But Kevin Feige, out of his mouth, says, if you don't watch the Disney Plus shows, you're not getting the full picture of the MCU. So that might be a, a little harder to digest than a set of, you know, three or four movies a year, two or three movies a year, what the MCU used to be, MCU used to be, now you're saying two or three movies a year plus two or three TV shows per year, but not just two or three TV shows. Each TV show is essentially two movies. If you're looking at a six-hour uh, TV show, that's that's pretty much two movies or three movies. So it's a lot. It's a lot to undertake, especially with... I feel they went a little backwards. I feel Winter Soldier and... Uh, and I'm sorry, not Hawkeye. Falcon the Winter Soldier definitely should have been a movie. Definitely should have been a movie. It could have been a continuation of uh, what's going on with with Captain America in, in that series. They could have even made it Captain America 4 if they wanted to. But I do respect what they're going to do, especially being that those characters are more grounded. It makes more sense that you don't have to spend as much budget on that to go ahead and, and make that the TV show. But... I feel putting some of these new characters, the Eternals, into the movies, new characters like Shang-Chi, I think that should have been reversed, and that should have been Disney+. Plus. And it's no shame nowadays being on one of these big networks. If you look at Apple TV, and, and trust me, I'm not a fan of any of the shows that are on Apple TV, but they have huge stars on those shows. Jason Momoa... Uh, Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, they have huge stars, so it's no shame being in a Disney Plus show. Uh, Nowadays, these things, uh, you see Tom Hiddleston, you see the cast uh, from doing, the cast from some of the uh, movies coming back for the Disney Plus, so it's no shame, it's completely interchangeable. I think Hollywood knows that, that there's no separation like it used to be. It used to be TV 
Radio was the bottom, TV was the middle, movies were the top. Now it's interchangeable. You see movie stars on radio shows and podcasts and whatever. It's just mass media. Everything is all interchangeable. But I'm I'm worried for the MCU Phase 4 so far. I've seen things be a lot shakier than I anticipated. And... That that's scary for a huge fan, but what do you think? Let me know. Uh, what do you think? Is the MCU in trouble? Is it still all trusting Faggy? Does Faggy need some help with so much under his umbrella right now? Can he find a partner that can really help guide him? Maybe John Favreau take a leg. Maybe uh, you know, bring Josh Whedon back. Who who knows? There's plenty of creatives out there that I think would be a great tool. And hopefully Kevin Feige doesn't have too much on his plate. But I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that Phase 4 will be great, just like all of the other phases. But we're seeing a lot of shake-up. But I guess it's better to shake-up now than than you know before things really start getting underway. Because we know that can simply uh, ruin a movie. We've seen it, as I mentioned, with uh, Justice League. We've kind of seen it with... Uh, the Rise of Skywalker, although I, I like The Rise of Skywalker when the director comes in late and takes over. Uh, Solo was another movie that suffered from that, where you had a new director take over, and you get a product that's a Frankenstein monster. So, we'll see. But let us know in the comments. Uh, if you uh, have any likes, any questions, leave it in the comments. And thank you again for the special episode of Down in the Den. And yeah, deuces.